0: What happened with the murder situation? This one child um, died in my home. Yes. And so I had to forgive myself. I had to apply the blood of Jesus and say, okay, I'm guilty of murder. So what, devil? Yes. So what?
1: Because greater is he that is something no weapon formed against you will prosper let me tell you something if God be for you who can be against you
2: Have you ever been um, homeless or addicted to drugs? Well, my first guest has, and she's here to share her story with us. Let's welcome to Miracles Today, Sherry. Welcome to Miracles Today, Sherry. We're so glad you could come. And I know that um, you're going to tell us how we're in a happy ending right now because you don't look anything like the person that I read about in your story. But let's go directly back, and I think um, the first thing that really stuck out in my mind was um, the homeless. Talk to me about that.
0: Well it wasn't homeless in the sense that people think of being out on the street and not having a home Right. but but the home in in the sense of being a dysfunctional family. Okay. Uh, not ha- having an absentee father. Yes. Uh, I, I mentioned prostitution. I mentioned yes. sexual uncleanness. Yeah, ta- I mentioned ta- lots me of things. Murder. Were you- all kinds of things that, that see some of the things that I was delivered from, I was delivered from by never having to experience them. Okay. Others I was delivered from because I actually walked through them. Right. But I was delivered from prostitution. See, I got saved at an early age at nine years old. Right. My mom says that really actually happened earlier in the home, but I, in a church, in a non- National Church, I got saved born again at nine years old, okay. but didn't know what I received. Right. So went into adulthood really not having understanding and not having the gospel as I've learned today through yeah. the IMI. Yes. So... So um, I've always been saved, raised in a church, you know, good little girl, always tried to do the right thing and be good, you know. So I felt like, well, I don't have the testimony that so many people do. And God made me to know that I have been delivered from prostitution, you name it, murder. In fact, actually, experientially, I had to forgive myself for murder and the grace, the understanding of the grace and forgiveness and love of my Savior for me that I got through IMI enabled me to walk through that. Because how would you forgive yourself for, for, well, for some we, of the things? Can we talk a little bit more about
2: that in, in detail? What, what, what happened with the murder situation?
0: I have kept over 100 babies in my home for open door adoption agency, a private adoption agency. yes. Uh, I have daughters who help me, and we love babies. We just love cuddling, finding, loving, affectionate. and it's very important for a child to receive that their early days, the first months of their life. Yes. So uh, we would get them from the hospital and keep them until they could be adopted in a home. So I had had, um, uh, in the nineties, I mean, just, and, and I believe their lives are forever changed for having come in contact with us and the love. And we prayed over everyone that they would find Jesus at an early age, be saved and never walk in darkness and be delivered from walking through things, just as I was delivered from so many things from ever having to experience some other things I did experience and, and overcame. But yes. this one child um, died in my home. She lived seven days and died. Was, was she
2: an infant? Or? She was an
0: infant. She, okay. Newborn from the hospital, I picked her up. I found out some circumstances concerning her death later that I won't go into. But the point she died in my home was the traumatic, devastating thing. She lived seven days and died. And, and, and the, the doctors told me, you know, it was crib death. It was not my fault, nothing I could have done. You know, they do all the GBI I came out and investigated. I live in Georgia, the Bureau of Investigation. You know, there was nothing that could have been done. It was a crib death. Right. However. Yeah the enemy of my soul I would wake up in the night and hear a baby crying this baby was tiny and she had a very soft cry Aww. and so in my mind I didn't hear a cry she must have cried out and I didn't hear her I didn't respond so the guilt and and everything associated with it. I began to be tormented and traumatized. Used to, I'd walk by the malls and see baby infant clothes, and I'd just get so excited because I love babies. That was just, it was a grace upon my life to minister to these babies and love them. And so that ministry began to suffer. It was like it was going to be shut down, and I, I just refused. I said, I will not. I would get depressed. Now, instead of having joy when I passed them, I would become depressed. And I just refused for the enemy to destroy that, that ministry that God had placed me in to change these. Children's lives. Yes. Now, so, now, did you go back into having other children? Yes, in your I, home ca- I called Open Door and I told them that I, they were going to, of course, give me a time with no children, babies. But I told them that I felt that I needed to go to have another child in my home. Um, to deal with it, to go. Yes. Instead of grieving over the loss and so forth. But what the enemy began to do, the torment of that I had done something, I had failed. It was my fault. The child died. And so one day I just said to the enemy, because of what I had learned through I M I concerning the grace, the love, the forgiveness, there's nothing. I don't care. I am guilty of every sin. If you've committed one, you've committed them all. So I wasn't sinless. I have sinned. And and But the blood of Jesus took care of it all, and the blood of Jesus, I just had to go, okay, I murdered this child. See, m- my heart was not intent, it wasn't an evil intent if I did, but even if I am guilty in some way of this child not living, if I failed to hear her, if I failed to respond, I had to go, okay, if I'm guilty of murder, the blood of Jesus yes. is enough. Yes. And so I had to forgive myself. I had to apply the blood of Jesus and say, okay, I'm guilty of murder. So what, devil? Yes. <laughs> so what? Yes. The blood of Jesus took care of that, and he cleanses me from all unrighteousness, and I'm yes. going to walk on in the light that he's given me, the light and understanding of his forgiveness and his cleansing. So, Well, you know, uh, Sherry, it's, it's so amazing because I can sense that
2: really the Holy Spirit spotlighted one particular thing in your life that had dramatically affected you. And I know that it, 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 it's got to be because there's a woman watching or, or many, many women watching right now. Maybe you have experienced the same thing. Maybe your, your child died a crib death and you're going through the, 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 the trauma and the grief well, let's, let's take a moment and we'll take a break and then we're going to come back and I want you to hear how Sherry got the victory over all these things. Welcome back to Miracles Today and we're here with Sherry. And Sherry, um, before we left, we'd, we talked about a lot of things that you were delivered from. One in particular Was you felt guilt for a crib death, and and we talked about that. I'd like you to tell our partners and our friends directly what International Miracle Institute has done for
0: you. Can you do that for me? Maybe. (laughs) So much. Yes. How do you say? But you and you and Christian. Harfush came to our church years ago and you were the most anointed people on the planet and I recognized the anointing and the call of God I think that was on your life I said this is what I want this is the ministry I'm called to this is the anointing I want to operate in this is and I had not seen that anywhere before Yes I had seen things in the word but I hadn't heard it preached the way Christian preached it Yes and I said yes this is this is it so he came to our church for several years and then you guys weren't going to be back and so I prayed Lord where you were in California at the time. Yes. And I said, Lord, if they get within three to four hours of me, I need to know about it. (laughs) So within less than a year, I got a card in the mail that you guys were having a victory or a gathering of champions, something here in Pensacola. And I'm the only one in our church. I, I bought all of your supply, everything on the tape table over the cu- couple of years that you guys came <laughs> and fed, 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 fed on yes, it. Yes. But then you weren't going to be back. And so I prayed that. And the Lord sent me the flyer. You were going to be here. We came to Pensacola. You were within four hours. I believe God sent you from the West Coast all the way to the, the East just for me. And I began to come every opportunity I could, every chance I got. And, yes. and eventually then my daughter came here and uh Started IMI, well, t- and I did the correspondence course. So you were actually she-
2: you're you you were actually an in like at home student. Oh yes,
0: yes. Could you could you tell our, our partners and our friends
2: what that's like? Because a lot of them are going to be at home students.
0: The tapes, the IMI correspondence course, is just as anointed. The same anointing that's here when you're here is on those tapes. It's alive. The message is impartation. The activation that you receive is just the same as coming here and attending. It's, it's just, it's life-changing. There aren't words. There just are not words to say the impact that it will have on your life. You'll never be the same.
2: Well, listen, Cher, I want to thank you for joining us on Miracles Today and, and sharing that awesome story. And And stay with us because later on in the program, um, I'm going to come back and tell you how you too could become an international Miracle Institute student, but right now we're gonna go and join Dr. Harfush in a meeting. God's prophet of performance, Dr. Oh, Christian Harfush. <laughs> you did awesome. You had all that on the
3: inside of your
1: They shall fear no more. Now I don't know if it's good news to you. But it's good news to me, cause there ain't nothing on this planet big enough to scare me. Cause greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Hallelujah! Watching me right now tell you something, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Let me tell you something, if God be for you, who can be against you? They shall fear. Shout it out loud. You may be seated. No more. It's very important to understand how to respond to the Word of God. They show what? Fear. No more. So let me say that again. I want to say that again. God never said, when we go to heaven, we will go, and that's when there will be no more fear. Now somebody said, well, Dr. Fush, just come on now. I just believe that heaven is a place where there's no more fear. Whoa. Good for you. Anybody can die and go to a place where there's no more fear, but it takes a God choice to say, "Yea, though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. The road and Thy me. You catching this? So I'm not consuming or feeding on what generates fear. I'm not consuming or feeding on what generates fear because I don't have time to chew on that stuff. I don't even put it in my mouth. That doesn't mean I'm not informed, and that doesn't mean I'm not real. Because everyone here has probably at one point or another been through the buffet line. Anybody knows what a buffet line is? And when you go through the buffet line, you don't have to pick up everything you see. You just go down the line, you say, I'll take that, that. that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. come on you don't just put everything on your plate you put everything on your plate that you want I'm not putting it on my I know what it is it got a name on it right there and sometimes even when it looks like I already know I don't want it it don't have a name I say what is it and then they tell me what it is, and then I say, uh, oh. because I still don't want it. Whoo! Glory to God. And some of you been to that church with fear all over it, and you knew what name it was. But some of us have been to that church like, what is it? And you still don't want it. But this is the place where the realm and the sphere and the anointing of God drives out Mature. You mature yeah. to the point to where at first what used to bring you fear, you had to stop listening to. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you're taught how to block yeah. the lies of the devil, yeah. you won't just receive or respond. To what generates fear. Are you here? So now this is very important. I know we're taking a little time on it. But this is very important. Very important. Because most most Christians. Children of God. Believers. And you know what believing is. You know what faith is. Faith is the absolute opposite of fear. Faith is assurance of a God outcome. Faith is knowing that it. That you already possess what God said. Faith is not having a what if God doesn't come through anywhere in your mind. So if you are believers, then it is anti your nature to live in the realm of fear and apprehension. Thinking that maybe some of God's plans won't work for your life. But the majority of the church world on earth is taught that that is human nature. And that's going to be with us till we get raptured, or till Jesus comes, you have to live in a realm of fear because you never know what tomorrow may bring. But God said, that's why I'm gonna give them shepherds that have a greater anointing than what the state gave or the denomination has to offer. But they're anointed to speak from above what will drive out fear out of their lot. And they shall fear. No more. No more. No more. No more. You, no more. You can't defeat them. You can't stop them. You can't take away their, their promises. You can't steal what they have. You can't stop their harvest. You can't. They shall fear no more. What? Well, they're feeding on the word of God. And some of the things that we'll talk about and get into is how to allow the Holy Spirit and how to work with the Holy Spirit in daily, supernaturally, understanding the real and yet invisible realm of God that we live in. Once we understand that it's real, but it's invisible, we understand how to tap what we need, or access what we need on daily basis from it, then we begin to operate in the realm Jesus and the disciples and the apostles and um, uh, men of God that came out looking, you know, peculiar and, and and came out looking as if they're the special case in human history walked in. So they used to be the special case. But they only had special insight. And see, there's a day when God said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to feed them. How many think he's talking about all of the people? Now when you read that, and we are going to get all over the New Testament, so I want to calm the people down and say, well, we're reading out of Jeremiah and The verses before and the verses after talk about natural Israel and and, and all that. And and so he's not even talking to the church. Well, wait a minute now. Uh, Then let's just get out the Psalms and stop quoting Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh uh (laughs) And then let's start teaching that God is a respecter of persons. Because he seems to love Israel just a little more than he loves the church. He's going to give Israel shepherds that will take away fear. But he's going to give the church shepherds that will keep him in fear till he comes back. No, truth is parallel and you can't be stupid. Because if you're stupid you'll just hang on to fear. Got to be preaching it out of your life, but you'll just be waiting for Israel to get it. <laughs> Truth is parallel.
3: That was some great preaching and teaching today, Christian. And I was um, really um, amazed at the. Uh, story at the beginning of the program with that beautiful lady who who listens to IMI on her iPod.
1: What an awesome day we live in. Uh, The day of technology, the day where there is no distance Uh, we can touch one another through television by way of the Internet and uh, Sherry can listen to the International Miracle Institute on her iPod I've heard wonderful testimonies of our students being on the treadmill or being um, uh, at work or working on uh, different things around the house or driving down the street and being able to have that input of the Word of God. And I know with you, baby, every day, even though we've been ministering now for 20 years, uh, you still listen to an IMI tape or a teaching um, whenever you can and sometimes on a daily basis. And this is what's so awesome about the wonderful opportunity to invest in our spirit man, uh, the, the, the power of God that is resident in his teaching uh, uh, regarding your identity, your authority, being the God kind of person, understanding the anointing, operating in the supernatural, and working the miraculous those are things that are supposed to be everyday things in your life. And um, to hear about how simple it is and all of the innovative ways uh, that our students have uh, really um, uh, created to fit into their busy schedule. Many uh, of our wonderful body of believers around the world are entrepreneurs, businessmen, professional people. Some are of course, uh, uh, pastors and full-time evangelists, etc. And God is raising up this spiritually militant or aggressive church that is on the advance, learning these divine truths that have been hidden uh, by the enemy and also bogged down by the traditions of men for too many years. And today, God, God is making this truth and this power available to you. Uh, It's one thing for us to go into the cities and the nations of the world and have a crusade and demonstrate before the eyes of everyone, skeptic, agnostic, atheist, and believer alike, that Jesus is alive and He does perform the miraculous constantly in every gathering that we ever have. But it's another thing to take that demonstration and make it an impartation. You are a believer. Signs, wonders and miracles are accompanying your life and you will experience them and see them on daily basis if you invest in feeding your spirit man with the International Miracle Institute.
3: It's so amazing to me how many people are dramatically changed through International Miracle Institute, especially um, the series on authority.
1: What do you think about that?
3: You know, knowing who you are in God and, and knowing your authority in Christ completely changes the way you deal with life. I, I, I mean, it used to be, you know, whatever comes, whatever will be, will be. But not when you know the word of God, not when you know what the truth of the word of God says, not when you know what Jesus said in his word with the revelation that is blown on it by the Holy Spirit. In International Miracle Institute is the most revelatory Bible school that I have ever seen. And and actually, I was the first student of International Miracle Institute. Become one of the 400,000 miracle workers for this last generation. And then join me again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.